For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome into the program. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope your day is starting off well. And we've got a lot that we can discuss today. Certainly, I'm sure you probably still have a lot to say about the nip bottle ban. I'm sure you have a lot to say about litter in the city, which I was listening to a bit of Barry yesterday. I had to go set up the remote broadcast. It'll be happening today. Uh, Marcus and Chris will be broadcasting South Coast Now live from Duke's Bakery. They'll be uh, out there at 9 a.m., so if you want to stop by. I know some folks were saying uh, at 50s night that they were upset that Marcus and Chris couldn't make it. Marcus had previous plans, um, and Chris, that was just one of the days that he he couldn't make it there. So they are actually going to be at Duke's Bakery. So if you missed your chance to see them at 50s night, you can head on over there and say hi and get some delicious gluten-free treats while you're there. And I know if you've never had gluten-free treats, any gluten-free food, you're thinking to yourself, that's got to be horrible, right? It's got to be like flavorless and bland. Not at all. Everything at Duke's Bakery is delicious. And you wouldn't know it was gluten-free if they didn't tell you. And so go over there and get yourself a coffee and some of their good uh, delicious baked treats or some of their breakfast, their sandwiches. They make all kinds of stuff over there. I know it's called Duke's Bakery, and they do have a lot of baked baked goods, but they have so much more as well. And by the way, we have a Seize the Deal that is going on sale at noon. So right when that show is over, you can get $20 to Duke's Bakery today for just $10 at SeizeTheDeal.com. So keep that in mind as well. But you can go over there and see them. I was over there setting up for that broadcast, listening to Barry on my way over to Fall River, and it seemed like people were less upset about the nip ban and I know that there are plenty of people who are there are plenty of people who don't like being told you can't buy a product there are plenty of people who are responsible purchasers and disposers of nip bottles who feel like they're being punished here and I used that term yesterday when discussing this with Jack Spillane he took exception to the term punished I think, listen, I'm as, uh, I'm as far left as anybody. I care about the environment as much as anybody. But I don't think that you target one part of the problem and say, well, we've got to do this. The pro- if, if plastic is a problem, then get rid of all plastic. You can't arbitrarily decide what you're going to ban and what you're not going to ban. 
So nip bottles are a problem. Nip bottles end up in the river. They end up in the ocean. They can't be recycled as easily. Well, same for single-use water bottles. So are we going to ban those too? I, 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 that's probably coming down the pike. Got rid of the plastic shopping bags already, right? So that's that's the, that's got to be the next thing. And there's, I would argue, there's probably more of a problem with single-use plastic water bottles than than nip bottles, because they're far more ubiquitous. But it seems like as as much as people are upset about this, they're more upset about the fact that there's just so much litter, and that this is this. This is like putting a Band-Aid on a missing limb. It's a much larger problem than you're taking care of. Why not put some something together with some teeth that takes care of the problem as a whole? Now, what is that? I don't know. It's not easy. But I think just saying, all right, well, we're going to ban nips is is... Not the way to start. If if you wanted to be fair and equitable about it, you would have banned nips and single serve water bottles at the same time. And I say that for any municipality that's that's done this. Some have. Some have done both at the same time. But Wareham, Mashpee, I think Falmouth, Fairhaven, now New Bedford. I'm looking at just the ones that are local to us. If you wanted to go in for a penny, you should have gone in for a pound. And let some other stores feel that. The gentleman that owns Freitas Package Stores, he said, what, 15% of his business comes from nip bottles? So you got to assume some of those people are still going to purchase alcohol. So they might not get the nip, but they're going to get something. But now they're going to come in less frequently. Will they spend more? I don't know how the math will work out. I'm sure he's looking at all that. But you're basically just saying we're going to take away 15% of your business and don't expect any help from us either. Well, then go take away a portion of Walmart's business. Well, not That wouldn't work for New Bedford. They don't have a Walmart, but Stop and Shop's business. Market Basket's business. CVS. Rite Aid, wherever people buy, are buying cases of single-serve water bottles or individual single-serve water bottles. Let the convenience stores that don't sell alcohol feel some of that as well. Now, again, I don't want that to happen, but I feel like you've got to be fair in it. But it's it, again, it seemed like the callers were more upset about litter overall. And I think that that's part of what Mayor Mitchell's targeting. As I was saying yesterday, you know, as he's seeking another four-year term, I think you're going to hear him talk about the need to, uh, he, well, he will point out how much they've already done to combat litter and how much better looking the city is than it was when he became mayor. But I think he's going to push that he wants to further beautify the city. By the way, he will be joining Chris and Marcus today by telephone, even though they'll be at Duke's Bakery in Fall River. He's going to be calling into the program which means he probably won't be taking your phone calls today just because it's hard, it's, it's really impossible to hear 
somebody on the phone when you're on the phone with this phone system. So it's gonna, it would be very difficult for, for Chris and Marcus to hear being remote. Because I'll, I'll let you in on a little bit of inside information that you probably don't need to know. But I'll tell you anyway, when we do these remote broadcast shows and we are getting the phone fed back to us, there's a little bit of a delay when we hear it. You know, just like when you're watching CNN and or Fox News or MSNBC, whatever you watch, but they have somebody that's remoting in from somewhere. They have somebody who is, you know, via satellite, via Zoom, via Skype, whatever it may be. The host will ask, the anchor will ask a question, and then there's like a two or three second pause before the person answers. We get, we get that same type of delay. And that would wreak havoc on having people on two different lines and them also trying to hear it with that delay. So the mayor is just going to call in and talk with Chris and Marcus, and I'm sure they will talk about this nip bottle ban because, as has been pointed out, it was the mayor who asked the licensing board to put it on the agenda. This was, for lack of a better term, the mayor's idea. So it'll be interesting to hear his comments about that. And I think a lot of you out there will probably, you know, want to sound off one way or the other about that. And we welcome your phone calls at 508-996-0500. I did see an interesting article from the Standard Times. And, you know, I beat up on the Standard Times last week for their their bridge error. But I'll give credit where credit is due. Uh, Matt Ferreira has a story. I believe it was a Matt Ferreira. Maybe it was a Frank Mulligan. I'll have to look at it again. But um, the Standard Times had a story in which they were talking with Counselor at Large Ian Abreu. And he was talking about, hold on, I'm clicking on the story here. Yes, it's a Frank Mulligan piece. Um, Counselor Abreu said that the council, hold on, caller, I'll get right to you in one second. Let me just uh, get this bit of information out there. Councilor at large, Ian Abreu, said the council could pass a motion at its August 17th meeting that would send the ban back to the licensing board. So the idea here is that if passed, this is from Frank Mulligan's piece, if passed, the question would go back before the board, quote, so we can have a real discussion about how this came about and where do we go from here. And then he said such a meeting, the, the date for such a meeting would be at the licensing board's discretion. And it's likely that this would pass the council. Um, Councilors Ryan Pereira and Maria Giesta all spoke against the ban at Monday's licensing board meeting. So I think I think it's quite possible that at the very least, the council would want to have more discussion about this. They would want the licensing board to discuss it more in a public setting. I know that seems hypocritical of them to say that when they've been accused of doing the same exact thing. But this is, this is a chance to, to go after the administration so and to show that the administration was doing something by pushing this idea and having the licensing board just sign off on it. So I think that that would give them reason to want to see this go back to the board and have a more robust discussion. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Maybe it's your phone that's the issue because you kept calling on different lines and I guess maybe you were getting knocked off hold. I don't know. Maybe it's just, 
Maybe you just got to reset the phone. That happens sometimes. Uh, so, again, 508-996-0500. You can also send app chat messages via the WBSM app. And you can also uh, call, I'm um, sorry, send open line voicemail messages via the app as well. If you can't, you know, maybe your phone's not working. Maybe you can't dial out. Well, you could always just open up the app, hit the open line button, hit the record button, say what you want to say, and then I'll send it right over to me. And then I can preview it during a commercial break or during the news and play it on the air. All right, I think this person might have their phone working now. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yeah, no, everything's working on my end. I don't know what's up. Let me just try something real quick and see if I can... Yeah, no, see, if I hit another line, it's working. So, I don't know. Somebody's got an issue with their phone. So, um, one other thing that we can discuss, too. Well, we can discuss many other things. But one other thing that I want to bring up is there is a hearing today before the National Security Subcommittee on Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena. So, they're having another UAP hearing this time before the National Security Subcommittee, and let me give you the form, formal title of it, the Subcommittee on National Security, the Border, and Foreign Affairs. So this hearing is happening today at 10 a.m. It'll be broadcast on C-SPAN. You'll be able to watch it online at oversight.house.gov. Uh, and the witnesses who will be speaking about UAPs Orion Graves, the executive director of Americans for Safe Aerospace. Uh, Commander David Fravor, former commanding officer of the Black Aces Squadron, U.S. Navy. He's retired, by the way. And David Grush, former National Reconnaissance Officer, Representative, Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Task Force, Department of Defense. He is the gentleman who was the whistleblower. If you remember last month or the month before, the whistleblower who came out and said that we have retrieved craft, we have retrieved bodies. Leslie Keene, who broke the story, was here in New Bedford talking about that. David Grush is one of the witnesses who will be speaking today before the National Security Subcommittee regarding the topic of UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, formerly known as UFOs. I don't think much is going to come out of it. Uh, Grush is a guy who certainly has a, a lot to say about this and has a reason to defend what he brought to the public. But you know how these hearings go. There's also some talk that there may be some additional witnesses that may be called forth as well. But those are the only three that I've seen advertised so far. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yeah, I just, I, I don't think it's happening for you today. You're, you're going to have to try a different phone. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know what's up. I would suggest if you're using a cell phone, restart it. If you have another phone handy, try that. If that doesn't work, you can send an app chat message or an open line voicemail. And if that still doesn't work, you can send a carrier pigeon. Just have it knock on the window and I'll send somebody out to... Pull the message off its leg. 
All right, why don't I take a break? We'll be back in just a few moments. All right, welcome back in. So the I, the caller mess, sent me an email working on it, having an issue on, on their end. I did try calling on my cell phone during the break, and I was able to get through, so I recommended rebooting. So we'll see if we can get her on the air. Also, one other thing that I want to ask, and this is like apropos of nothing in terms of the discussions that we're having here on the radio, but something that I want to know for my own edification and basically to defend me online, pickles right pickles what are your thoughts on bread and butter pickles i love them but people mock me for eating them it's not like i don't eat dill pickles too i have those in the fridge but i also like bread and butter pickles especially bread and butter spears and i prefer a bread and butter pickle on a burger than a dill pickle chip so that's something that we can discuss 508-996-0500 good morning you're on wbsm i hope Hi. Yes, hey, I am. There we go. My stupid cell phone. It happens. I know, but I tried shutting it off and turning it on again, so maybe I need one of those uh, updates or whatever they're called. That might help. And what you can also do, too, is you can set your phone, uh, you can set it so that it'll restart itself in the middle of the night while you're sleeping so oh, that it, it'll be rebooted when you wake up in the morning. That's good. All right. I have a couple of things to say. Number one, about pickles. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried a brand of pickles called Wickles? I don't think so. Uh, I found them at Shaw's. I don't know if other markets carry them, but they're delicious. They're really, really crunchy. Um, this is, and I have no um, connection to the Wickle Company. Um, very, very good. Uh, and they're oh. the bread and butter type. Yeah, pickles. I've seen I've seen the label, but I've never tried yeah. them. Yeah, they look familiar. I mean, they're they were pricey, but you know, pricier than the other brands. But I thought I'm going to try them just to see what they're like. Um, and they were really worth it, um, really, really crunchy. And then my other pickle story <laughs> is they had some pickles. You know the little pickles with the fancy names that are called C.O. something? Yeah. In the restaurant business, I thought you would know that. I'm not sure that I do. They're, like a, they're more like a dill pickle. Um, and I had to look up the word once when I saw it on the menu. But they're, they're very crunchy, and they have a very fancy jar that when you um, open the jar, there's a little plastic thing. Um, that you lift up, and then the pickles come out out of the uh, the brine. Is it is it cor- cornicons? Yes, yes. I've, I've, I don't know. I'm sure I've seen them, but I've never seen the name. Yeah, but it's um, they're like you know dill. They're you know so they're not the same as the bread and butter. Um, moving along to litter, I think it might be good to ban single use um, water bottles. I know it's not going to happen, but um, <clears throat> apart from that. If we start in schools and really um, have public service announcements every day about littering, that could help the next generation. It would be, you know, something that's not realized overnight. And the other thing is maybe having like a, an all-volunteer citizens brigade to, um, you know, go out and keep different areas neat, which I realize is not getting to the root of the problem, but it would look a lot better. Yeah, and they, they do have they do have some citizen efforts to do that, but we could always do. use they more. They have the... Um, I forget what it's called, but they have it a couple of times a year. Mm-hmm. The other thing I was going to say is, do you know, I don't know if you've ridden, ridden around Dartmouth lately, but they have these nice-looking kiosks with um, information on it. Like, sometimes it's uh, explaining um, a historical site. Sometimes it's just a message board. But I was told that the kids at Vogue made them. Oh. Um, 
And I thought that would be wonderful to put in different strategic places, like down at Fort Tabor, and just have like a nice um, quote and say, you know, do you want your children to play in a clean area or do you want one that's littered? I mean, just anything that would help and anything that's low budget. I would hate to see like another government um, uh, branch being established, like, you know, people against litter. Right. I think it should be volunteer. Well, I, and I think you will see people stepping up a little bit here because of all the talk about it. And I think you will also see people being hopefully a little bit more little conscious uh, because there's going to be so much talk about it. I hope those two things happen, but eh, well, sometimes... You know, we can, we can hope. Right. Sometimes hope doesn't pay off, but I think it's worthwhile chasing it. Um, right. Well, I'm going to just hold you there just because I got to go to the news, but I'm glad you were able to get through. Okay. Me too, Tim. Take care. You have a great day. You too. And uh, if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. Right now, though, we're going to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. President Biden is announcing a new rule that would improve access to mental health in the U.S. The proposed rule announced on Tuesday would require that health insurers cover behavioral health at the same level as physical health. The rule is expected to be pushed in the Federal Register next week and would then enter a 60-day public comment period before taking effect. Morgan Stanley is downgrading Israel's credit rating to a dislike stance. In making the move on Tuesday, the U.S. Investment Bank added that recent developments point to continued uncertainty and significant risk posed by the ongoing crisis over controversial judicial changes. The country's parliament this week passed the first in a series of laws sought by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu to limit the power of Israel's Supreme Court. A giant string of buoys that forms a floating border wall between Texas and Mexico continues to bob in the Rio Grande despite a new federal lawsuit. Trey Thomas has more. Lieutenant Chris Olivares with the Texas Department of Public Safety says they want to discourage illegal immigration between the ports and places where crossing the river has become dangerous. Governor Abbott made it very clear that the marine barrier will not be removed because we have the sovereign authority to protect our state. The Justice Department is suing, saying Texas did not get permission. I'm Trey Thomas. Ocean temperatures off the coast of Florida could be setting a new heat record. This week, a water temperature buoy south of the Everglades reported ocean temperatures of just over 100 degrees. Experts say last week, water off Florida's coast clocked in around 94 degrees, 7 degrees warmer than they should be this time of year. A federal judge is shooting down the Biden administration's new rules for asylum seekers at the southern border. The judge ruled against the new rule that allows immigration authorities to deny asylum to migrants at the U.S.-Mexico border if they did not first apply online or seek protection in a country they passed through. The ACLU brought the lawsuit against the administration, arguing the policy is unlawful. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' campaign is cutting ties with a staffer who promoted Nazi imagery in a video touting DeSantis in the race for the Republican presidential nomination. A campaign official said on Tuesday that Nate Hodgman is no longer with the campaign and will not be commenting on him in the future. Harvard University is under investigation by the Department of Education over its use of legacy admissions. A complaint from an advocacy group alleges that the university is potentially violating federal civil rights law through legacy legacy admissions, putting applicants of color at a disadvantage. 
More than 30 drugs may face supply chain disruption after a tornado damaged the North Carolina Pfizer plant. The company warned hospitals in a letter late last week that about 65 formulations of those drugs could see disruptions. Pfizer said medicines like injectable fentanyl for pain management and the, anti- and the antithetic lidocaine have less than three-month inventory levels. In sports, the Boston Red Sox won their first game against the Atlanta Braves last night, 7-1. Game 2 will be played tonight at Fenway Park, first pitch at 7-10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Expect a quiet day today. It'll be mostly sunny skies, humid, and a high near 85. Overnight tonight, clear, but still humid, low of 71. Tomorrow, we do have a heat advisory that will start at 11 a.m. and end at 8 p.m. on Friday. But expect it to be humid tomorrow. Winds will pick up, and we'll see some heavy thunderstorms try to work their way into the area late, late in the day. High near 87. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 67 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Starting the South Coast off right each morning. It's a beautiful morning. It's the Tim Weisberg Show. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. right here on WBSM. send us those app chat messages via the WBSM app. And we're going to get into some of those in just a moment, but we've got a, a heat wave on tap. What are they calling it? The heat dome. And stay tuned later on to WBSM.com. There'll be a story from Michael Rock about the heat dome and what we can expect. Uh, he's going to be talking today with Skylar Spindler and finding out more about what we can expect from this heat wave that is forthcoming later on this week. But as that heat wave is happening and you've got your air conditioning blasting and I'm sure you'll have it up full blast on in every room and it'll be costing you a fortune. But it might be costing you more than it needs to because it might be leaking out your windows. It might be leaking out your roof. It might be leaking out all these little tiny cracks and holes that you didn't even know were there. But you know who could tell you that they were there? Precision window and kitchen. Window and kitchen, right? You're not thinking roofs when you're thinking about precision window and kitchen because it's not in their name. But you should be because they can replace your roof. And they can do it quickly. They can do it thoroughly. They can do it correctly. And they can do it built to last. And they'll make sure that all that cold, cold air that you're paying for stays inside your house where it belongs. That it's not leaking out around the windows, that it's not leaking out through the roof. 
they can take care of that and many other things. If you go to precisionwindowandkitchen.com, you can see all the different services they can offer, like window replacement, like entryway replacement, entryway doors, like a full kitchen or bath remodel, vinyl siding. These are just some of the services that they offer. But I would recommend, if you think that your air conditioning bill is exorbitantly high, your electric bill is exorbitantly high, and you're not really sure about the state of your roof, then call Precision Window and Kitchen. Have them come out. Go to their website, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. Have them come out. Have them give you a free estimate on replacing your roof. If you don't need it, they'll tell you you don't need it. But if you do need it, they'll give you a quote, and they'll get the job done quickly, efficiently, and, as I said, built to last. If you want to stop by and talk to them, you can go to their showroom at 1111 at Cushion Avenue in New Bedford, but again, precisionwindowandkitchen.com is the website where you can go and find out all the information you need and to enter in your information to have them come out and give you a free quote. Don't let that air conditioning go to waste, especially with 90-degree temperatures on tap. Get in touch with Precision Window and Kitchen today. All right, 508-996-0500 is our number. And uh, we also are getting some app chat messages regarding the idea of litter. And I want to get into this. Right now, uh, Not Bad in Oak Bluffs sent over a number. And, of course, this is a place where, as he mentions, this is a place where the single-use plastic water bottle ban is in full effect on the vineyard. We also have the NIP ban coming on May 1st, 2024. Edgartown became the sixth and final island town to ban the sale of plastic water bottles, 34 ounces or smaller, during the 2022 annual town meeting. The only exception would be during emergency situations affecting the availability and quality of drinking water, which is a concern when you're on the island. It's a little bit harder to get fresher water out there if something happens and you need it. But I've been in other communities where you can't get a single serve water bottle. So when I went to um, the Wayside Inn and did some of my paranormal events, Sudbury is a town where you cannot get single-use water bottles. If you go to, say, Walmart or the convenience store to get bottles of water, they're all large bottles, like one liter bottles and above. So whenever I would go and do my event, even though this was in, a, in an inn, a restaurant, a place where they didn't, where they wanted to serve you food, we, we, we would pay for a buffet, and where they wanted to serve you drinks, the bar was usually open. You could go down and, you know, we let... Even though it's preferential that you don't drink alcohol before a ghost hunt, when you're having dinner, it's a couple hours before the investigation. You can go down to the bar and have a drink or two. But if you're intoxicated, we won't let you participate. And it always worked out fine. But they would, they, the inn would tell me, if you want to bring single-use water bottles for your guests, that's okay with us. It's the only thing we'll allow you to bring in because we can't give them, we can't sell them to you. The ban pre prevented them from providing them for people coming for a function. So I would have to bring my own and just have them available for people if they needed them. And it's inconvenient when you are driving in that town and you're like, oh, man, I really need a bottle of water right now. I mean, not for me, because I always buy the larger bottle anyway. I don't think I've ever gone in and bought and button. I don't think I've ever gone in and purchased the smaller plastic water bottle. I always go for a bigger one because I'm usually thirsty. 
and I have a tendency as I'm drinking out of a, a Fuji water bottle, Fuji, Fiji water bottle that I purchased before I went to Gettysburg, <laughs> I have a tendency to reuse the bottles that I buy. And I will keep reusing it until when I rinse it out and wash it out, I feel like it's, nah, it's not clean anymore or until the time when I forget to fill it before I leave and I have to stop and buy another one. But I definitely get more than a single use out of these bottles. Some people feel that that's gross. Some people won't reuse a water bottle. But I, especially if I'm buying one of the larger and sturdier bottles, I have no problem reusing it. Steve B. in Fairhaven says, Hi, Tim. Was wondering about littering. Is there a way to find out how many people get fined for it? Seems like it's not really enforced, but, you know, that's just my opinion. And I agree that not a lot of people get fined for it because you have to catch somebody doing it. And I know, like, there's all these misconceptions about how people could track litterers. Like, one of the suggestions that I heard online was, Someone said, well, you know, what I would suggest doing is every time somebody throws out a fast food bag, pick up the bag and look and see if there's a receipt in it and see if they used a credit card and see if you can trace back to when that purchase was made and who the credit card was. It's like that, that's a lot of steps for a $300 fine that nobody's going to have the time to do. And even if you did do that, it wouldn't stand up in court because you didn't actually see them commit the act. You don't have proof that just because there was a receipt in the bag with that person's credit card info on it, it doesn't prove that that person is the one that threw it out the window. So that's why it's one of those crimes, and, and, and I use that term with air quotes because it's not really a crime as much as it is a, um, a violation. And it, it's one that you need to see be committed in the act, and we just don't have the people power to be able to do that. I mean, think of, we, somebody brought up surveillance cameras yesterday. Think about how we have cameras here everywhere, but cameras wouldn't be enough. And nobody's going to sit and go through a camera for 12 hours to find when somebody dropped a bag out the window of their car. I've always just assumed that I've, that there's eyes on me all the time. And I know I said yesterday that I don't litter, but you know, you know what I throw out the window and I'm going to be honest with you. You know what I throw out the window? Sometimes when I'm driving, I eat an apple and I throw the apple core out the window. I will, and that, you know, I'm not going to put it in the middle of the road because I don't want animals running out into the road to try to get it, but I'll, I'll toss it into the leaves on the side of the road. And if I do that, I'm looking around like, is anybody in cash me doing this? But I just, I can't, it's going to rot before I get to where I'm going. It's not like I have air conditioning in my car. I got to get that fixed, especially this week. But I, I, why do people not think the same thing when they're throwing a bag of McDonald's trash out the window or a, a, a Dunkin' cup or a single-use water bottle or a nip bottle? Why do they not think that somebody's going to see them do that? I think that they don't think about that because they don't care. And I wonder how many repeat litterers have gotten fined. 
How many people that throw stuff out the window have had to pay a $300 fine before? I think it's like around 300. I'm just using that as a as a round number. But I'm sure they've been caught before. Some of them and still continue to do it. Because they just don't care. And how do you change that? Education helps, but you know what? I don't know. Is it the younger generation that's doing it? Is it the younger generation that's concerned about climate change and concerned about some of these environmental issues that are doing it? Is it the older folks who grew up with the commercial with the crying Native American? I, I don't know. I don't know what the profile is of a litterer. And I don't know that there is a profile of a litterer, except for one thing. They just don't care. 508-996-0500. Let's take a break and return in just a few moments. them at the butcher shop 123 dartmouth street in new bedford where they have great deals every day on delicious food and you know i'm not talking about listen we uh, we've all been there we've all gone and had supermarket meat right i i get it myself but it's nothing compared to what you'll get at the butcher shop the butcher shop meat will redefine what meat is to you whether it be chicken whether it be fish, whether it be lobsters out of the lobster tank, whether it be some of their homemade sausage, linguisa, charisse, whether it be steaks, whether it be a tomahawk steak, some sirloin tips, some terrace major, whatever it may be, they've got meat. Oh, and how can I forget? The celebrity pork chops. They will change the way that you define meat. But that's not all they have there. They also have everything you could possibly need to put on your dinner, to put on your dinner party. They have wine and beer ready to go. They have, as I've mentioned before, everything from a $5 bottle of wine to a $500 bottle of wine. And they've got wines that you've never heard of, never thought of. It's like getting a wine education just walking through the cellar there. And anything else that you can imagine. You want some cheese? They've got a cheese fridge that will blow your mind. Do you need, what else do you need? Do you need a dessert? How about Maria's homemade rice pudding? So many great things for you right there at the butcher shop. 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Everything from steaks to soccer balls. And whatever you can imagine in between. And as Eric always says, if you want it and they don't have it, they'll get it for you. 
That's the kind of service that they offer at the butcher shop. Do you remember when we were talking uh, about the Yorkshire duck, which isn't duck? Do you remember when we were talking about that on my ten, on my 9 o'clock show last year? And I called up the butcher shop, went down there, talked to Eric. He said, you know what? I'm going to try and make that. We'll, we'll, we'll have that for people if they want it. Something people hadn't had in 30, 40 years. And they were able to bring it back because that's a level of service that they offer at the butcher shop, 123 Dartmouth Street in New Bedford. Go and check them out and get yourself something delicious. All right, we'll be back after our final break of the hour. All right, well, we are just about out of time for this hour. Coming up in the next hour, we can talk more with you at 508-996-0500 or via app chat or open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Then in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, John Buddy Andre. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.